Welcome to Wings on Wings, everybody. Uh, I'm DJ. I'm Michelle. I'm rolling my shoulders. I am Brett. Oh, this feels good. And I'm Tatum. Uh, and we just watched uh, Burning Down the House Part 2 from September 26, 1995, my 11th birthday. Wow. Wow. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. You old. Uh, this is episode two of season seven. And in the IMDb, it's got a little uh, in the picture for the episode. Has the little TV Guide ad. Oh, that's fun. Oh, cute. Uh, Joe and Brian nose to nose. Since Brian burned down the house, Joe decides to fire him. Wings. And then a little uh, thing of news radio with Phil Hartman and Dennis Miller. And it says, who's better to slam the news than special guest wow. Dennis Miller? Set it to RJ City. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like to look at that promotional material. Check out NBC on the internet. Ah. www.nbc.com. Wow. That's hilarious. I'm definitely going to save that. Isn't there like a website where you can go back and look at like web pages from like, yeah. oh, that's, mm-hmm. I would like to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's like a time machine, machine. Yeah. Wayback machine and all that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so this episode. Oh, we, and we're eating oh. Torchbearer's Headless Horseradish, which is ghost pepper sauce. Torchbearer, I love you. You ain't going to let me down. I could tell already. Yep. Yeah. You're going to burn me, but you're not going to let me down. Right. Oh. You're going to burn me, but not you're, you're not going to burn me. No. Yeah. Yeah, in this episode. Okay, so this episode had a lot going on. Yes. There was uh, lots of couture dresses. There was Antonio doing <laughs> pranks so poorly. <laughs> the worst yeah. of all time. Uh, there was probably the most amount of money that they have ever spent on a set. And there were a lot of fucking feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes, so... That was a good recap. It yeah. was. I like that. That's You're what welcome. I want to talk about first is the set. So, excuse me. The um, the opening of this episode was actually a little difficult for me. Because, as we talked in the last episode, Michelle and I had a house that burned down. And so, oh baby. This um, is hot. This is a hot sauce. So, uh, <laughs> it's really good though. Um. This, this opens with Brian and then Casey at the the remains of the house. It was incredibly accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see, like, the slats behind the plaster walls. Everything's burned out. And they're kind of looking for something to salvage to try and apologize to Joe and Helen. Yeah. And, like... They even had, like, where they did the wood... Like the wood door, and it was all. Like, it was scarred. so accurate. You right. could tell still that it was the house, the yeah, way that everything right. was yeah. laid out. Yep. Like, yeah. and so when 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 we went through that, um, uh, funny enough, I worked building fire extinguishers. That was my job, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which will also come into play in a little bit. But um, uh, I was, uh, you know, I took time off work, and we both took time off work, but like. You might not have. Did you take time off work? I took a very small amount of time off of work yeah. because um, the month that our house burned down, yes. my boss and my boss's boss had gotten laid off and right. I was put at the head of the department. Yes. And it was four months before our wedding. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, so I was at the house just about every day because you have to be there for ins- for insurance adjuster, yeah, um, and other things. And so 
you know, I literally volunteered and did the job of being there with the insurance adjuster and going through the house and pointing at things that they would write that they would cover. So you had to identify, you had to prove to them that these things are in your house. So you could do that by pictures if you have pictures of your house. Uh, so my advice to anybody out here, you know, fires happen more often than you think. Take pictures of your shit mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. Because that will prove to insurance that you had the things that you think you did. Because they won't, you can't just say, well, I had a 90-inch TV in this room, and yeah. you know, because a lot of our stuff was was completely obliterated. You know, um, we had a laptop, we had a lot of stuff that was just completely, it was either unrecognizable or completely burned to char. But I had to go with the insurance person and sort of identify things, and then they would put price on it and all that sort of, it's a, it's a very painful process. But, like, I had to walk through the house and was literally finding things in the rubble. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the craziest things. So, they find, in this episode, they find the uh, suitcase that um, that Joe, that was gifted, it was Joe's dad that he gave. Not one know, of the things, the, the only, only thing. thing. Right. And we did pull some stuff out of the fire because it was above the basement. But um, they found the, the suitcase with the picture of them together when they were kids and we did we do have photos the photo albums got charred but the fo- most of the photos were saved so we do have them we were able to pull out yeah some of them we still haven't to this day been able to go through and re-put anywhere but um one of the things one of the weirdest things so the two weirdest things i found in the, in the house that are like sort of unbelievable because that's kind of the thing like how did this survive completely unburned right right so in our hallway, we had posters, and I'm a comic book collector, Michelle and I comic book collectors, so I had pieces of original comic art in the hallway, and this hall was right next to the room where the fire started, and I was back with the insurance adjuster, and I moved a pile of char and found a page of comic book original art, which is paper, out of the frame. The frame was gone, but the it just it is compl- no, no, not burned, just discolored from like the ash and everything, but an entire Page piece of paper just under rubble did not burn. Wow! And also, Whereas there were other pages right other next pages to it that were completely, completely gone. gone. I've lo- I lost original art, and they'll never be there. But this one page, and I have it downstairs, and I cleaned it, and you could tell it's yellowed. But like it was just under rubble in some way. It's not water damaged. Nothing. Very weird. But the whole frame it was in is completely gone. That's amazing. And also on a bookshelf, we had a built-in bookshelf in the living room. So the TV, our game systems, all the books on that shelf were gone. And on that bookshelf was the ashes of our one cat, Reagan. And the the container that her that her ashes were in was destroyed. But I found the bag of ashes, the plastic bag of ashes, in the room the fire started in. Wow. On the ground. Yep. So like it does happen. Yeah. It's very weird. But like fire does not have any rules, and it you know it's it happens and it's crazy. And this show, in this episode, did a really good job of showing it. Yeah, um, it's really it really is how it how it happens. Um, and so they do pull this this suitcase out of the the rubble, which is then the the kind of the thing in the rest of the episode. In right, a way. so it's a. It's a suitcase that Brian and Joe's dad left to them when he died. And inside of it has a picture of Joe and Brian together as kids. And on the back, he wrote, you're rich. Because 
And Casey says, like, oh, you are? And he's like, no, what he meant was, as long as we have each other, we'll always be rich. Um, Which is a really sweet sentiment. Mm -hmm. Um, But clearly, it's not what Joe's going to want to hear right now. Right. No, he's still an angry man. So Brian shows up to the office to bring this token to him, the suitcase, and <laughs> this is really hot. <laughs> it's hot. God, I love it though. Yeah, it's really good. Um, God, it's fucking hot. And uh, then he's he's telling him about this, and then somebody walks into the office. <laughs> who I just have to say before we say who he is. What the fuck was that toupee? Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was it was comically bad. It looked like Neil Hamburger, for those of you who know. Yes. And I, we've mentioned Neil Hamburger on this before. <laughs> my favorite part is, it's really bad. It's definitely, like, typically on Wings, like, it's the kind of thing that every joke would have been about. Mm-hmm. And yet, it never gets mentioned. Mm-hmm. Not once. Not Nobody at all. even looks at it. It's just, like, totally a... And outside of Antonio... This was like the biggest comic relief of this episode. Yeah. The the toupee, and then so it, as it turns out, this is the attorney that Joe has hired mm-hmm. to dissolve the partnership. Yes, and he is Scrooge. 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 Yes. And he goes to hand Brian his card and gives him his like steam cleaning business card. And then as he's leaving, he says something to Joe about, you look like you need a drink, bud. I, I own a bar here in town. We can go for a scugarita. <laughs> and, like, all of that happened in one well, person. Why, why clean your house when you can have a, like, scugarita yeah, or whatever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, like, it's amazing because... To Tatum's point, this is like a moment of comic relief where we don't get a lot of comic relief in this uh, episode that's not like there are some comic elements that we will touch on, but they're like Joe and Helen revenge plot. Right. They treat it. This is a moment just for the audience. Right. And it's not even so much like a Joe revenge plot. It's just like he's just done, you know? Right. Yeah. Brian, like when Brian comes, he's like, "Oh, yeah. did you really think you just showed me a picture of us?" It's gonna like, right. "Oh no, it's all good." Like, no, we're just done, right? And Helen forgives Casey, but is also getting her revenge by wearing all her nice clothes and doing things around the kitchens, like refilling the ketchup bottles in a what's it, Versace Valentino, Valentino. a custom Valentino yeah. that he altered himself right, right. on her. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Well, uh, Helen was showing her big deals in this dress. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Settle, what settled. What's that? <laughs> um, Helen looked good, and there was a lot of side boob. Uh, oh, man. I guess, I, well, I guess medium, medium deals. It's not, but, Don't ruin that long drink. <laughs> um, Helen looked good, and then later she's in Chanel. In a Chanel suit, which which wasn't the same color, but reminded me of the Marge Simpson suit in that episode where she gets the mm. one like Chanel dress and then makes it into yes. a bunch of different outfits when they're at the country club. 
You fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> this was a gorgeous oh Chanel suit. Yeah. Like, gorgeous. Oh, she looked but it great. Was, it was a gorgeous. It right. was like very classic and, like, Chanel as well. She's like trying to complain, but realizes she, she really can't. This is this is what it is. And uh, Helen gets ketchup all over it. Yeah. Um, She's like scrubbing the floors in the Chanel yeah. suit. Right. And she had the the char mark that she was covering with a kitchen towel right. that when Casey walked in the room, she removed the mm-hmm. towel and she, yeah, freaked out. Yeah. It's a crime against Chanel and it was um, very sad. So real quick with Antonio's pranks. Yes. He, uh, Roy comes walking to the airport and Antonio's just sitting there laughing to himself. But like, still jokerized. Yeah, very yes. jokerized for sure. And uh, Roy's like, What's going on, Scarpaccio? He goes, oh, I pulled a great prank. And yeah. he's like, oh, what'd you do? I had two dozen pizzas delivered to Casey last night. Yep. Ha, ha, ha. And he says something about like, him paying for it. Yeah, he's like, like, it cost me a pretty penny, yeah. but yeah. boy, did like, I show her. He just looks at him and like, what? Right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he has the, uh, what was it, Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to get it delivered to right. uh, Brian. He gives him the address. He goes, okay, and then the... The name on the card reads Antonio right. Scarpacci. Like, yeah. right, he's missing the, the, the joke. Fuck? My favorite joke is. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brian is talking to Roy at the counter for Aeromass. And Antonio's on the, the payphone in the back. And he says, Brian, phone for you. And he hands it to Brian. And Brian goes, hello. And he goes, ah, there's nobody there. Yeah. That was uh, <laughs> very funny. There's a phone call for you. Yeah. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. A uh, very funny bit. You're going to get a real big box yeah. from Eddie Bauer. Uh-huh. And then just shoot over to Brian and Brian just staring at him like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, and Brian moves in with Roy yes. for yes. the couple of nights. Right. And they the hint at him ferociously masturbating after midnight. Yes. 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 <laughs> all you know, all you do okay, is follow baby. some rules. Undefeated. Is uh, lock yourself in your room after midnight and don't come out at, no matter what sounds yeah. you hear. Yes. God. Oh God! Well, Roy's this, Roy's mother lives there too. No, no. He, he put her. Oh, in a right, home. he put her in a home. That's right. He did put her in a home. Yeah. Now, like, um, season three. Yeah. So, yeah. This this they did the jokes, but they also handled it really well. So, so Brian is kind of he's he's moving. He's going to leave. Oh, Faye comes back. Yeah. Right before yes. we get there, Faye comes back from her cruise where she's falling in love with a guy named Lyle, which I hate. Because Lyle and Lowell, Lyle, right. she should, I've never met a Lyle been, or a Lowell, and I, I, you're gonna have both. I feel like they. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they've met. I actually have met have met a Lowell. I've um, met a Lyle. I, they probably they should. I'm over two on that. They should have made the joke, and it should have been George, right? Because that's been all of her husband's names. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have they all been? Yeah, they've all been the that's same true. name. But um, she comes back, and there's a new pilot named Scott Summers. Cyclops. Yes. Yes. Cyclops. That is Cyclops. And he gets, he gets introduced to Faye, and Brian is like, or Joe's like, Brian doesn't work here anymore. And Faye's like, you guys have been through so much. This happens all the time. What could he possibly do for you to kick him out of the air or whatever? And he's like, uh, he was having sex with Casey, and he burned my hair down. And she turns to Scott Summers, he's like, welcome aboard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she goes, that'll do yeah, it. That'll, that'll do, do it. it. Um, yeah. So that's very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like really. But she's also. I'm sorry. No, no, no she's good. dressed like a homeless clown in a silent movie. Like, what is that all about? Well, she's yeah. on a cruise to Iceland. She's in Iceland. <laughs> she's just miss. The only thing she's missing is like a, a flower that sprays water in people's yeah. face on her lapel. Yeah, I love that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> such a good bit. It's um, classic. Yeah. It is a classic. So uh, when Helen is wearing the Chanel, she goes to Joe's office. And she kind of says to him, "Like, mm-hmm. like I can't believe like you're." 
doing right. this to Brian. Yeah. Like, he's going to leave Nantucket. And Joe says, he doesn't have to leave. He can, It's a big right. island. And she says, how is he going to stay here? Right. There's no way with everything right. going on. Um, and then she says, like, stuff about, like, revenge, like, being re- vengeful and then shows the Chanel or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, shows the burn mark. So then Brian comes in and he grabs two of his boxes and he says, all right, he goes, I'm, I'm going to be leaving now. And uh, Joe says, don't forget Dad's suitcase. Brian yeah. says, no, he left it to both of us. Joe says, I don't want it. Brian says, I don't want it. And right. slams the door. Right. Because uh, he, he did show him the picture. And he's like, it says you're rich on the back. And he's like, Dad was in a nut house. It's just the, the ravings of a yeah. madman. It means yeah. nothing. Yeah. So when the door slams, Joe's just kind of standing there, like, looking at the suitcase. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear a, like a fucking random voice, and it pans over, and Joe's and, seeing his dead father. Right? Yeah. Enter Ghost Dad. Yeah. yeah Ghost Dad's a. Oh, I saw Ghost Dad driving. <laughs> this is like a point. I should have known that was an actual thing. <laughs> you don't know Ghost Dad? No. Oh, uh, so it's sadly now looking back, it's starring Bill Cosby, oh. which is a shame. But he, oh wait, he dies, yes. and then he's he comes back as as a ghost. But they have to like draw the curtains, or you can't see him. Like he has to be in dark, and he's a, he might be a doctor in it too. Or something. I think you're just thinking that the Huxtables. But there's because there's a scene where he's at the urinal <laughs> with a guy and the lights have to be off. And there's a scene where he, he his daughter's dating a guy he doesn't like and he floats through the phone to threaten him. Uh, yeah, yeah I think dad. I do vaguely What's your remember this. Ghost related movie. My favorite ghost movie. Ghost. Movie. I don't know. It's tough. Like, Not Casper. It's, no. With Devin Sawa. Yeah. Devin Sawa and, and Christina Ricci. <laughs> no, well, we know Tatum's all right. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> what was that horror movie that wasn't really like a horror movie that we saw? Um, where sh- the, the ghost well, I don't want to spoil the movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, they think that there's a ghost. They think that their daughter's coming back as a ghost. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look this yeah. up. Uh, the Sixth Sense. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My favorite ghost movie is 13 Ghosts. Oh. It's starting to Wow. Oh, I've right. never seen that. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's not good, but the creature design is amazing. Yeah, seriously, the ghosts are yes. incredible. Tony um, Trudeau, fucking Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Can I say Beetlejuice is my favorite yeah, ghost works. movie? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Is it uh, in 13 Ghosts the Jackal? Lake mm-hmm. Mungo. Scared the shit out of Oh, yeah, Lake Mungo. That was, that was good. That's a relatively new one. That's getting some press again recently, even. What that about, was pretty good. Just ghost. Go, well, ghost. Did ghost was my ghost? mom's favorite movie when I was a kid. It's a great movie. So I've seen Ghost a crazy amount of times, and I love Patrick Swayze. Oh, uh, the thing about Ghost that people don't realize is the end of that movie is fucking terrifying. It's really dark. They and scary, crank yeah. the dark and scary sure into Ghost. When the dude gets the window pane on him, and then the, all the demons drag him to hell, it is scary. Yeah, it's as fucked fuck. up. Yeah. Have you ever seen Ghost with Patrick Swayze? I have, but I don't oh. remember the ending, so I guess mm-hmm. I've fallen asleep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll yep. have to we'll yeah. have to watch, watch that at some yeah. point. I mean, that's this is why I'm really here, right? Not right. for the podcast, so um, you guys can introduce me to like, huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Patrick Swayze movies you know? and introduce me to horror. Yep. Yeah. You don't need to watch Ghost Dad, though. No, Ghost Dad, you don't need to watch. Well, I wouldn't. Ghost is excellent. Yeah. I know my favorite real life story about a ghost. Yeah, that was the ghost cat. <laughs> Wait, that's mine as well. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but uh, so so Joe's Joe's ghost dad uh, gives him some advice, and it sort of I think breaks down into the ravings of a lunatic. So it is Joe's impression of his father. Well, so, so uh, in my interpretation is at the end he's like, yeah, you won't miss him. And like, who cares if he walks away? You know, and it's like, oh yeah, this is this is Joe's interpretation of his father 
giving him advice, so it's bad. It's not good advice. I think this is a really important moment in, like, yeah. Joe's character history because he says, like, oh, that's the, you know, just the ravings of a lunatic. Right. And you for- it's easy to forget that Joe was left, Brian left, yeah. with Joe's fiancé, yes. Carol, while Joe was left taking care of his father right. who had dementia. Yeah. Right. And Right. So like that's something Joe and, had to do by himself. Right. Well, and Joe says like you were you weren't his dad. I was. Yeah. I raised them. I took him to school yep. when there's not many years difference. We've talked about this in the show, but I took him to school when he had the flu. I had to take care of him when he night when he had a nightmare. He came to my bedroom. Yeah. Like you weren't there. Right. Yeah. And I think that is an important moment for Joe yes. because he realizes like he can't just get rid of Brian out of right. his life because well, and I think he realizes their relationship is different. It's right. not exactly a brother brotherly relationship. No, there's, there's stuff it's a little bit it's, different. It's a, fa- a little father son right. element to it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, his like the the ghost dad, I guess we'll call him. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> shit, he uses like a little almost reverse psychology right. on Joe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you don't miss your family. I think you're doing the right thing. Right. You never said you missed me. You never missed me. Yeah, you don't miss me, and right? Like, I never said that, that I didn't miss yeah, you. He goes, and he goes, you well, never said you did. did. Right. He also realizes, though, that I th- I think, and maybe this is just because of, like, the relationship I have with my father, like, part of what Joe, I think, realizes while his, like, his ghost dad is talking mm. is that, like, there's a part of Brian that never had a chance, right? Because their mom left yeah. really young. Right. And then his dad was just not, like, an emotionally supportive person. Yeah. And he went crazy. They had to so, grow up fast. And yeah. and then there was also this moment when they were talking about when he got um, – Joe got a new bike for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, – Brian wanted to put it together for him and he was like, yeah. And he forgot the brake pads and, um, you know, whatever they go through that, that whole moment went to the top of suicide Hill. Right. And and he was like, and I could have died and whatever. And he was, he he tried to kill me. He tried to kill me. And he was like, is that really what happened? And he was like, no, he was just trying to surprise me. And then I think at that moment, he has the realization that like, Brian is never, for all of his fuck ups, he's never intentionally trying to, he's, he, and he's always trying to impress Joe and to be accepted and to do things special for him in whatever way that he can. Yeah. Right. It's like he just wants Joe to be proud of him. Yes. There we go. That's the words. Yeah. And like because they didn't, you know, because Joe has a little bit more of a memory of his mom. Joe has a little bit more of that memory of having both parents. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas for Brian, Joe kind of became both parents. Yeah. And so I think he kind of has this moment where he softens and he realizes, like, Brian kind of did his best and he really tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just a screw up. And, like, right. sometimes people are just screw ups and yeah. you have to just accept yeah. them. There's well, no ill will. Uh, right. right. Uh, intention does matter. It's, it's not that, you know, it, Brian should be taking better care and being more responsible. Absolutely, but yeah, intentions no matter. It's he, you know none of this was done with ill intentions or out of spite or anything. Like that has to be taken into consideration. Right. In fact, he does a lot of stupid things out of love that just right. don't go well. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Mm-hmm. I, I'd co-sign that. Yeah, uh, and then 
Joe's dad, ghost dad, was like, all right, well, see ya. Like, gotta go. Right. And you see him, like, disappear and Joe's voice in the background saying, don't go. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then that's where Brian comes in. Right. To get, so a, to get the last box. The last box. He says, I'll send you my address for my last check. Yep. Uh, and then the episode ends with uh, Joe just looking at Brian and saying, Brian, don't go. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then you get... Nice music. Mm-hmm. I got a little tear. Yeah. When he said, don't go. Yeah. yeah. Nice I, it was like a nice little, like, cliffhanger these, to leave it at. These last two episodes are the best that Wings has ever done at balancing funny and uh, I emotional. Agree. Like, yeah. actual character story. Yeah. I know we're yeah. talking about that Mother's Day episode. That was just, like, pure emotion. Right. That didn't have a ton of heartbreak in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, right. yeah, what a fucking ending. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What, Damn. A, what a, I mean, this is arguably the best two-parter on this show. Oh, no doubt, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, they, this is some of the best stuff that they've ever done. I agree. Um, you know, it, they kept you on the hook with the Joe and Brian stuff. Like, it's good. Uh, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about in this episode before we rate it? I no, don't think so. I don't think so. I think everything's pretty yeah. open and shut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. We don't see the lawyer again. I thought he was going to be the insurance adjuster when he showed up. So I did I. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked he had the look like of an, an insurance adjuster. Yeah. Right. Not, I mean, I'm so sorry to any insurance adjusters <laughs> yeah. who might listen to us. And also, my ex is an insurance adjuster and looks Ooh. nothing like that. Um, sorry to pigeonhole you. Yeah. But, like, it just looked like what they would That's have. That's Neil Hamburger. Oh, yeah. Right. It's a Neil Hamburger look. Yeah. Looks like, um... Okay. What's fucking nice? God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the insurance I thought, adjuster, so I, I, thought, I thought the thing was going to be, he was going to show up and be like, Joe Hackett, and be like, here's your check. Well, you had a great insurance policy. But I did look. On Nantucket, much like in Pennsylvania, if you do not have a mortgage, you are not required to have homeowner's insurance. Oh, wow. He looked a little bit like the Bushwhackers manager, Jameson. A little bit like but Jameson. Like, get homeowner's insurance. Yes, have yeah, it, please. Do have it. it. Yes. Yeah. Have it. Do it. And, have it. and make sure you have a good you because... Rent, get renter's insurance. Right. Yeah. And read your policies because uh, we were lucky and had a good policy where they covered everything in the house. A lot of insurance policies will not cover the the contents of your house. They will cover the house itself. Yep. Yeah. Or, and so you will not be able to go through your house and say, this is all the stuff I had in there. They'll say, tough days. Right. Yeah. Or they won't cover certain events, much like your... Your eyes and your teeth aren't part of your body for insurance purposes. Right. Maybe your flood, you know, if you Oh, yeah, flood flood insurance is not a part of... Or, like, tornado uh, insurance. Yep. Yep. So, read your policy. Yes. Read the damn And adjust for inflation. And also understand that after a house fire, uh, accidental uh, or not, uh, it follows you around. And believe it or not, you have a really hard time getting homeowner's insurance after you have a house fire. I believe that. Uh, Even if it was a no-fault accidental. For years. Years. Yeah, we had to have... Yep. Really terrible insurance. Terrible for and years. expensive insurance for years until it gets. It's like five years before they'll remove it off your liability. Yeah. Ah, the world. What yeah. a wonderful. They will drop. No, no, not the world. America. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking world. Fuck. It's a good point. <laughs> um, it's a good point. But all right, let's uh, let's rate burning on the house because I'm excited to talk about this sauce. All right. Who's starting? I'll start. Uh, I like this episode. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say on par. I gave the last episode a four. I'm giving this one a four. I think this is a very even, great two-parter. I'm a big fan. Some of the best stuff they've ever done. Definitely the best two-shot they've ever done. Yeah. 
I just got spicy sauce. I will (laughs) second that. I agree with that. And dare I say, if things keep going on this trajectory, I don't want (laughs) to jinx it, but I might actually become a fan of this show. Right? Just just in time for it to end. Just in time for it to end. I mean... Uh, isn't that the way? The Office took till season two. Parks and Rec took till season two. Yeah. It's Always Sunny took till season two. Yeah. Wings took till season seven. It's true. <laughs> Baby steps. Right? Yeah. Right. Baby steps. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought this was a really good mm-hmm. episode. I liked the balance of uh, comedy and emotion. It was it was a little real. It was a little surreal. Um, so yeah, same. I give it a four. Nice. All right. Um, I'm also going to give it a four. Ooh, doggy. Uh, I think it was slightly better than the last episode just yeah. because of the realism of it. I think we could all relate to having to grow up a little fast. Right. So, uh, yeah, this was really good. And that fucking ending, man, got me got me good. So, yeah. go with a four. Twice in a row. Seriously. It's funny that you say, like, we all had to grow up a little fast, because the first thing that I thought when Tatum said ghost dad, I, the, in my head, I thought, my alive dad doesn't even want to come yeah. see me. Same. Same. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a dead dad. Yeah. So. I, but he, and he never even bothered to come back as a ghost. Nope. That dick. <laughs> um, he did use to send me random Facebook messages. When he was alive. Uh, and emails not after when, he, he died. when he was alive. Before he died. Saying things like. Uh, I don't know what you think I did to you, but I'm sorry for it. <laughs> so there you go. What a great apology. <laughs> That's like a lesson in giving apologies. One of the last conversations oh. I had with my alive dad was, uh, I didn't think you'd grow up that hard. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Pops. Yep. Um, I'm going to give this episode a 4.25. I thought it was a really nice, like, I thought Joe had some character growth. Brian had some character growth. Helen, of of course, has no character growth. She's just being Gotta petty. Have character to grow. But I do, I, like, appreciate <laughs> that. You're right, like, <laughs> mic drop. I appreciate that, like, they're... Their fight is so much different than Brian and Joe's. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, Casey is terrified of what Helen's going to do. Right. And Helen's like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, even though it's not fine. And. Um, but they're also kind of flipped, right? So Brian was the one sort of always chasing Joe yes. in a way. And Helen right. is the one who always felt left behind by Casey. Yeah. Right. So the relationships are a little flipped. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I really like there was this moment with. Brian and Casey, where they're both at the burned down house and they're like looking for something. And like Brian calls her like sweetie or something, puts his arm around her, and they have a nice moment. Mm -hmm. And then like they get all hot and bothered. And they, and Brian is like, we are terrible people. And he says, you want to go upstairs? And she said, there's no upstairs. Yeah. And she's like, we are terrible people. But they have a sweet moment. And like, again, somehow their chemistry. It was cute. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, these are two characters that I did not care for necessarily. And now together, like, they are like growing. And that's something really remarkable for this show. It is interesting uh, when you said that, like, it, it made me realize, like, that Helen almost sees this as an opportunity to finally have something over the sister that she never had anything over. Right. And the, and Joe that. is has spent his life constantly dealing with this shit from mm-hmm. Brian. So they have completely different right. experiences. That's a really interesting piece of writing. Yeah. 
almost right, too like, interesting for ways. It's like I think they, somebody, I think they did that accidentally. Like, honestly. did somebody come yeah. in like who knew how to write? Like, what happened? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. That's uh. This is this is some interesting shit for for wings. Yeah. Uh, Torchbearer, oh. headless horseradish sauce. Oh. Uh, nothing on the bottle. Great art. Um, accidentally healthy. Uh, intentionally delicious. As it always is, gluten-free, uh, horseradish, ghost chili pepper, garlic, canola, water, chipotle pebbles, lemon juice, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Torchbearer fucking does it again. Uh, I think ever, I don't think we've disliked a Torchbearer sauce that we've, that we've ever had on this show. Uh, I think this is it would be a suitable replacement to uh, when you want to put horseradish on, you want to dip some scrimps in this. Yes. Uh, that would be excellent. Um, I, don't know, I don't know about like adding it to... Uh, to like uh, cocktail sauce because the color that it makes might be odd, um, but this is delicious. It's creamy. It's got a great texture. Uh, it's got a good good amount of heat, a great amount of heat. I'll say a uh, little bit. It tips the scale a uh, little over an average amount of heat, which I like. And just horseradish like crazy, not overpowering the heat's there, but the flavor is fucking awesome. I love this sauce. Uh, I'm hitting this with a four point two five. Nice. Big, high praise Torchbearer rules. I mean, I love everything you just said. Yeah, because uh, I'm smart. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else I could add to it, honestly, um, except just another .25. I'm giving it a 4.5. Nice. Oh, baby. This is this, do, this, do I, I loved do I, do I gotta, loved this. Do I got to one-up this? This uh, math is this – is, this is math looking favorable right so, here. So uh, – yeah, this was fucking awesome. Um, it definitely like brought the heat, right? But nothing you where gotta like, you gotta like horseradish. You, don't like you horseradish do out the door. Yeah, but. nothing where you know it like completely burned you down though. Um, yeah. I mean, I did drink a glass of half milk, but yeah. I also like milk. Um, so yeah, uh, Torchbearer, you fucking rock. Thank you for being a company, and uh, I'm gonna go four point five. Oh, baby. I think that's definitely the highest you've ever rated a sauce on this show. No, I've given a five. Yeah, like you think so? Old, I remember the one. Old Bay hot sauce. I oh, yeah, Old five. Bay was real high up there. That was a good sauce, too. Yeah. So, I was, I'm going to give this a 4.25. Okay. And the reason is, I really love it. I love horseradish, and mm-hmm. so I was really into this. Um, I'm a big fan of horseradish. There was, like, a little smokiness that isn't my favorite, and I think that's mm. from the chipotle peppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like... Not my not my favorite thing on wings, although I think it would work really well in other things. Yeah. Um, and you know, since I know Roy's a big fan, this would be great for deviled eggs. Um, <laughs> there you go. Oh, you just had an epiphany. Arby's beef and <gasps> cheddar, brother, instead of horsey sauce. Dude. Godly. That's. Ooh. I'll sit that do, one out. Do you, want, you? Do you want to yeah, I'm good. Up? Yeah, I don't ever want <laughs> to eat some Arby's up. Yeah, me neither. Get gross. out of here! It's delicious. Oh my god! Even their fries are gross. No, how oh, dare but, you? Uh, how dare you? Go, uh, get out and, of your house. And <laughs> Brett's gonna buy you out of your <laughs> own the house. <laughs> there was a there was Where's a Scoog? moment. <laughs> get the Scoog. Get Scoog. Uh, there was that moment too where they were like, "Oh, we have like a chicken salad sandwich." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds like like they were like market uh-huh. fresh." And like I was like, "That's nice." And I looked and it had like eleven hundred calories, and I was like, "Go fuck yourself." 
in your face. Like, I'm not going to But was eat. it delicious? No, I didn't it doesn't, eat it. It doesn't purport it. itself it as a health yeah, food. Yeah, it does. It says, hey, it. it's good. How do you make an 1100 calorie chicken? You Easily. Have to try, you have to, like, hide You're a fast food joint. In there. You, hire, you, you don't hide anything. You hire teenagers to make yeah. sandwiches in three minutes. Exactly. Gross. Hey, those are the same teenagers who are running our American I appreciate them. So. You're the one who doesn't. I support them. Right. <laughs> with literal Those teenagers are yeah. patriots. Right. I genuflect when I walk into an Arby's. That's how much I appreciate everyone who works there. American heroes. Uh, Fuck yeah. You wear an Arby's hat I really I thank you for your floats. service. Oh Fuck god. that place rocks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, the meat mountain sandwich. That's right. Meat mountain. Now, we're just America, gonna bitch. check us out at underscore wings on wings on Twitter and Instagram. Did you give it a score? Uh, oh yeah, 4.25. That's yep. right. My, my yeah. fault. Uh, wings on wings podcast at gmail.com and wings on wings podbean.com. Uh, you can also find us on the soon to be named network at STBN network on Twitter, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com, where you can find this and other good podcasts like We Need Wrestling, uh, Long Box Heroes at Odds with Wrestling. I almost said at odds after dark, but mm. that is not a real thing. Nobody wants that. Long box heroes after dark is a real yes. thing, though. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. Oh, well. We'll be back next week. We'll see if Brian gets his job and a uh, place to live. Let's go get some fucking Arby's. All right. Let's go. Great. Let's not. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.